patients are inhuman. These patients are inhuman. We get all the weird ones, the real crazies. How can you and Dr. Kruger keep releasing patients as disabled as Romano? I believe I know more about these matters than you do, Dr. Gilmore. Oh, my God. They released the wrong man. Silent Madness. suspense-filled voyage into the dark places of the mind. Inside your head, the screaming never stops. Silent Madness. Rated R. Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and, and sometimes, sometimes today. today. Hello. Hello. It's our first episode of 2022. Whoa. We, I, we're on a little unintended hiatus. Yeah. Life, man. Yeah. So crazy. I don't remember why. Uh, Work you, was nuts. Yeah, you got too week. busy, yeah. and uh, we, couldn't watch the, we mm-hmm. couldn't watch the movie, so... We couldn't do it, and that's I mean, cool. The week before it was vacation then, week, yeah. Uh, honestly, like, probably shouldn't have done it this week because we had a plumbing, oh our boy. kitchen sink uh, drain thing broke or whatever. The, it's getting fixed tomorrow, but it's fine. We're all good. In a way that I've never, I have no idea how that happened either. <laughs> yeah, plus I've been sulking a lot because I still haven't seen Scream because uh, all of the theaters are still closed here due to the pandemic. So I probably won't get to see it until the first week of February, tentatively, yeah. fingers crossed. So it's like, I don't know. It really sucks because I'm really frustrated and it's hard. heartbroken that I haven't been able to see it yet. And I have not seen anything about it. I've like totally blacked myself out mm-hmm. from literally everything. I've muted every possible word I can think of. Everything. I know literally nothing. It just sucks. When... So I can't wait for someone to spoil it right as I'm going into oh, the movie theater no. or something. We'll have to get you earplugs. But yeah, I don't know. Like and I understand. Like it really sucks for me, but there people haven't been able to be with their dying family members or whatever so i don't know this is like my my kim there's people dying moment (laughs) it's like it's like what 2013 ish and i'm kim kardashian and scream is my earring and COVID is the ocean yeah and you're 
Chris Humphreys trying to find an earring in an yeah, ocean. I tried to uh, book a private theater or see if there was like... Yeah, but they're all closed. I know. Uh, or see if there was like a drive-in that was doing it that we could somehow like rent a limo for for a night or something. <laughs> Which uh, would have been very sweet. It would have. Unfortunately, there are none. And impossible. it is infuriating. Uh, yeah. But I will say, I don't know if this is totally true, but I feel like this is the biggest impact that the pandemic has had on our lives. Yeah, I would say so. In terms 100%. of like yeah. frustrating our attempts to do something oh, that we want yeah, to do. Yeah, this is the first time where I've been like, I'm so fucking angry. Yes. But it's okay. Yeah. It's very selfishly angry. And uh, I just have to like sort of reframe it and recontextualize it with myself of being like, is this how I wanted to experience it? No, but I guess this is how I'm going to. Um like, I mean, Scream 4 came out to much fanfare from myself. Mm-hmm. And that was at a very interesting point in my life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I guess, too, is at an interesting point in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Different I, reasons. I think you are totally valid in being feeling pissed off and like, like, ah, I know, know I mean? just like in the scheme, of, like grand scheme of things. Totally. No, I agree. Well, the other thing is you're not being like, this is an outrage. No. How dare they close like, the theater? I'm angry. <laughs> yes. I Because I want to see and, this. And everybody else yeah, in who, Ontario who also wants to see it. Yeah. I'm just like really frustrated that they didn't release it on VOD. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It made a lot of money. So that's good. That is good. And uh, I hope we'll even get it. I, I hope so, too. I don't too. know if they'll have it or I if they'll so. just do Spider-Man Ugh, when it opens. Fucking Spider-Man. Because the, the theater's really bad for that a lot of the time, where yes. at, at least during the pandemic, mm-hmm. where almost 90% of it is just dedicated to whatever the big movie is. Oh, yeah. Like, the last time we were in the theater, weren't there, like, multiple screens showing the same movie at the same time? Yeah. I feel like I, I think it was No Time to Die, probably. right? Probably, yeah. The last time we were there was uh, Soho. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? You said so. Ho. Yeah. Oh, so it's ho the, so. It's the name of the movie. That it we is. Saw. Yes. Last night so ho. <laughs> Sorry. Did, uh, you, did you think I was calling you a ho? No. I said ho. So ho. Yeah. This movie we're talking about this week. <laughs> Silent, Silent Madness. Silent Madness from 1984, um, which was released in 3D and 2D. Uh did you like it? How did you feel about I it? I loved it. I, I, I also, I, I don't know. I really like the movie, but there's okay. also something about watching a 3D movie in 2D where it has that special sort of like Yeah, this one definitely had the like, uh, like the red, red, green. Around the edges. Blue, sort of like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know why, but I really enjoyed it. It made it seem like more surreal nice. or something. I don't know. I, I really like this movie. Oh, good. I'm glad. On a number of levels. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Then. So it's written by Bob Zimmerman. Um, he worked as a grip on Don't Go in the House and Nightmare. Don't Go in the House? Yes. It's that one where he has the flamethrower and he gets uh, people into the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, Bill milling uh, he wrote and directed porn in the 70s and 80s okay. used some questionable uh nami diplumies mm. and now he runs american movie company which is like a green screen studio and equipment rental thing interesting Seems to be like be preeminent it's a great name for a company <laughs> that works in america about movies 
fun it, movies. It's directed by Simon Nukturn, who also came up with the story uh, that mm-hmm. they based the screenplay on. He did Shackin' Up and Savage Dawn. He also wrote The Rejuvenator, which is one we will probably do at one point. <laughs> the Rejuvenator. It's about plastic surgery. Ooh, Ooh, that does sound interesting. It stars, yeah, it's like a she's aging. I think she might be an actress. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. And oh, she gets uh, plastic rejuvenation surgery, but turn her into monster. Consequences. Sort of like Jekyll yeah. Hyde sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. So it stars Belinda Montgomery as Dr. Joan Gilmore. I loved she's her. from she's from Winnipeg. Um, her brother is Lee Montgomery, who was the main guy in Midnight Hour with the glasses. Oh. Huh. Yeah. And she was in The Devil's Daughter, Blackout, Days of Our Lives, Miami Vice. She was Doogie Howser's mom. Uh, she oh. was in Tron Legacy. And, oh, that's probably where I And then in the past from. couple of years, she's done two Christmas movies. Tori Hartman as Pam. Uh, she is a psychic and author. She does oracle and chakra readings mm-hmm. and has a following on YouTube. And I also assume Facebook based on the content of these YouTube videos mm-hmm. where she discusses true crime. Uh, Catherine Cammy as Jane. She is in Sleepaway Camp. Katie Bull as Cheryl. Solly Marks as our killer Howard Johns. Uh, he's also in Neon Maniacs and Savage Dawn. But he was a stuntman who worked on Phantasm 2 and 3, Zombie High, Death Spa, Waxwork 2, Witchboard 2, bunch of 2s, I guess. Mm-hmm. David Greenan as Mark. He's from the 1978 Battlestar. Sydney Lassick as the sheriff, notably from the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, but he did lots of genre work like Carrie. He was the asshole teacher in Carrie. The Unseen, Alligator, Lady in White, Curse to the Bite, which is also a wild movie that we're going to do on the podcast. I have The Stranger and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. (laughs) Oh, and Sister Act 2. Vivica Linforce as Mrs. Collins. She is, I would say, most recognizably to me anyway, Aunt Bedelia from Creepshow. Where's my cake, Bedelia? <laughs> uh, anyway, she was like a popular Swedish actress turned uh, American in the 40s and 50s. She was like a sex symbol. Nice. And uh, she's also a nurse. She's Nurse X in The Exorcist. Three, oh. like The Exorcist 3. Yeah. I was wondering where I recognized her from. There's so many people in this, especially the main character. I was like, mm-hmm. I know her from something. And, uh, also from Sleepaway mm-hmm. Camp, Paul D'Angelo, who plays Paul, the guy in the van who gets killed. Um... He's like the, the one counselor from Sleepaway Camp. And then we also have a genre icon, Elizabeth Kaitan, in her first role. Um, she's from Friday 7, Nightwish, Necromancer, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. She did like a bunch of genre work. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting to see her in this, honestly. She kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. So, so the title, I loved how it also started in the same way that Friday the 13th, yeah. the 3D one does. Very, very Friday the 13th Helvetica. coming at us. <laughs> We're down in this, like, steam room. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Then in... We're in New York New City. New York City. We meet Dr. Gilmore mm-hmm. as she's applying some uh, mascara. Yes. Before she gets startled by a patient who's looking for the subway. A and, big lumbering man coming up behind her. And Romano, I believe yes. was his name. Yep. I watched Ray this Romano. two weeks ago, so I, it's not exactly fresh yeah. in my mind. But I think I remember all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen it before. Have you? 
No. No? Okay. We tried I, watching I think it. it was one of the ones you fell asleep. Well, I was very drunk. Yeah. yeah. And then I fell asleep. Uh, anyway, so he is like, one of the, the other doctors said I can go home. Yes, I'm so, looking for the subway. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Gilmore, meanwhile, is like, uh, you're not going home. Yeah. You, we, you still need us. It's one of those classic, like, uh, psychiatric hospital scenes from these movies where everything is like a clusterfuck. It's just people wandering aimlessly. I actually laughing. kind of, who, I kind of enjoyed it in this one because there was no one like wearing like weird hat or like behind the curtains going like, ee, ee, ee. It yeah. was just like people like well, interacting okay. with each so, other. <laughs> I, I would say that a situation where that works is in curtains. Okay. Yes. When yep. she's in the psychiatric mm-hmm, hospital mm-hmm. and like the one woman is coming in and going like, <laughs> yes, I thought that was very efficient. Cause yes. she's like, Whoa, I did okay. too. I did too. Uh, but in this case I kind of liked it cause it wasn't like, these people are crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Dr. Gilmore mm-hmm. goes and confronts this other doctor. Yes. Dr. Thick Glasses. I can't remember his name. Half Moon Glasses. The other guy was Craven. Kruger. This... Is it Craven? It Kruger? was Dr. Kruger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was not Craven at all. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember this guy's name. It doesn't He's matter. in the rest of the movie, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Well, they don't really say much of his name. Yeah. It, I guess that's true. And uh, anyway, so... She's like, why mm-hmm. are you releasing all of these patients who can't kill, like, care for themselves? Yeah. Well, funding in space. Yeah, he's a big asshole to her. Yeah. So she goes to talk about his head with Dr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, but they're overcrowded and understaffed. And doctors, Dr. Kruger's release program is helping with that. Yeah. It's helping with our problems. Yeah. Who cares about, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked it. Uh, 84 was when Reagan yes. came into office. Scathing indictment of Reagan era mental health reform. Yep, that basically helped to uh, hollow out the United States in a way and create a massive homelessness problem that they're still reckoning with today. <laughs> Yikes. Thanks, Reagan. Joan is given this list of recent releases mm-hmm. and basically told to deal with it. Yep. But they'll readmit the guy under her caseload. Mm-hmm. So later they're outside, and Dr. Kruger comes up. What is this man like, doing here? here? I'm we... British in the worst way. John Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other doctor knows he released five people. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kruger's just like a big asshole the whole time, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. But there's been a real mix-up here. Because while they're doing this, elsewhere, we meet a couple yes. and fishing at their van. They're having a good time. This is a 70s van, if I've ever seen one. Late 70s. It has blue shag on the inside, on the walls and the floor, and like cartoon foxes, stylized foxes with big eyes Mm -hmm. looking at you while you're fucking, I guess. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Cool. Love it. So these two get to Mm -hmm. smooching. Uh, Joan gets to computing. Oh, there's also a pothos plant in this van oh nice i love that like a big nice big inside plant inside this van it's very <laughs> funny yes uh dr gilmore is on their 1980s computer yeah. and this is when she discovers that they released howard johns instead and of john, john howard. howard and, and howard, howard johns, johns is a serial murderer he's a paranoid he's dangerous did you catch any of the other things on this screen no we see of the other patients we got uh one john carter who has barsoom syndrome what's that 
Uh, Barsoom is the novel series starring John Carter, where he goes to Mars, Mars. somehow okay. uh, by Edgar Rice Burroughs. It is not a psychological a, syndrome. A der- much derided movie that was actually <laughs> good. One I of never those weird saw things. it. I never saw it. It seems crazy. And then uh, Sharky T. Freeze, <laughs> which I was like, okay, Very that funny. has to be a specific name. Does it mean something? Mm, not that I can think I, of. Okay. Uh, Al... Albigensianism, which is uh, Albinis- albinism. No, it is a uh, dualistic belief that happened or that was present in France. Uh, there was a crusade against them, uh, oh, led it by might be like a very specific political reference or something. Yes, because they believed that the world was dualistic, divided into good and evil. Ah. And then one of the other patients has glossolalia, which is speaking in tongues. Ooh. You know? yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I just was like, no, "That was good." I, these are I like interesting, you, like, weird little throwaways because like I certainly <laughs> was not paying attention. Oh, I was just like, "What are?" Because I wanted to look up. I knew, like, obviously, some of them like histrionic, very dramatic, yeah. and like that sort of stuff. But I was like, "What is this? I've never heard of this shit before." So I had to look it up. So I did really like uh, because, like, Howard Johns smashes the window of the van with a sledgehammer, oh and then he just God. starts like banging the shit out of it. Yeah, they're terrified. And he smashes Paul's hand when he tries mm-hmm. to like start the car, and then he hits him in the head and kills him. Yep, and he, and he just like falls back, stone dead. And the woman tries to run, but he throws a hatchet <sighs> into her back, and she dies. It's like a sick three D effect. Yeah, the, yeah. that ro- rotoscoped hatchet coming right at you. Ah! Definitely some age disparity between these two. Yeah. The actress was freshly 18. Ooh. Uh, meanwhile, Ooh. after this death, uh-huh. Joan walks through the spooky halls of our sanitarium. Yeah, she's walking towards Ward L. The They're, criminal section. I love this. There's like a light fixture that's fallen on the floor. Um, she's visibly uncomfortable. Like mm. it looks like this is the dirty place that never gets cleaned. It's like all of these eyes on her, but yeah. it's never patients' eyes. It's nope. always the other employee's eyes. That is eyes such a good point. Her. It is always the other employees. And yeah. Yeah. And she gets forbidden by the one elderly whose name is escaping Virgil. Me. Virgil. Yes. Uh, he was obviously very famous, po- famous poet of antiquity, but in the Divine Comedy, he's the guy who leads Dante through hell and uh, the. Uh, Heaven and the one that's in between that I can't remember. Purgatory. Purgatory. Where all the babies are. Mm -hmm. And pagans. Anyway, she needs permission first, apparently. Uh, And uh, Virgil is very ominous. Super dismissive and like rude to her. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no one gets in here without Kruger's permission. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. And then we're off to Barrington College mm-hmm. for Women mm-hmm. as droves of students are leaving for vacation. We've all got umbrellas. Fall break, I mm-hmm. believe, is the vacation. Um, so we meet Barbara, mm-hmm. who's a cool skater girl. Mm-hmm. And she skates uh, around campus before being grabbed and oh, taken down into the basement. God, that sucks so bad. And then she gets it. murdered by getting her head stuck in a vice and crushed. Yes. Sucked. Crushed. That would be a terrible way to Mr. die. Mr. John's getting right to work here. He's such an ass. <laughs> such a fucking asshole. I liked uh, Delta Rho, the sorority. It was okay. like, um, 
or is that the right thing? I thought I had written Delta this down. Delta But like Delta is like the symbol for like change. Ooh. Um, and then I forget what the other one symbolized, but it was also <laughs> somehow meaningful. Uh, maybe I wrote it down later. We'll, oh, you we'll probably. Find, oh, here it is. Delta and Omega. So it's Delta Omega, change, the end, resistance. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know if it was symbolic. I mean, it might have been, right? <laughs> Who knows? Or maybe it was, I don't know. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go back to the hospital where Joan continues to walk around, yes. getting leered at by the male employees mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. She goes back toward Elle, and this time she goes in, and she sees that they're all hooked up to all kinds of machines. They're which like, is definitely, this is something that Freddy versus Jason bites. Yes. But... They are sedated. They yeah. are tied down. Uh, Hooked up to machines. Some of, all of them kinds. are in like garment bags, you, plastic garment bags. You've got your classic science fluids yellow, yes. red, blood piss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people in the bags are just sort of like touching the bag and like yeah. moving. And the bags are sort of illuminated from the inside, as you know they would be. She's weirded out, but she's not really shocked. <laughs> I, I feel like I would be like, wow, this is inhuman and probably violates Nuremberg laws and stuff. And she starts <laughs> reading the files, yep. and then she finally discovers that Howard Johns is missing. And this is just as the orderlies bang on the window yeah. and come in to harass her. Yeah. Uh, the one guy... Was it Jesse or something? Yeah. It was like straight up just being like, I want to have sex with you. Yeah. Like she thinks she's like, these are inhuman, blah, blah, blah. And they're just naturally, they threaten her Mm -hmm. and hit on her. I told you you're not allowed in here. A doctor should make that decision, not an attendant. What's these papers you got here? I want you to tell me what's going on in this ward. These conditions are inhuman. These patients are inhuman. We get all the weird ones, the real crazies. For them, Wardell is the last stop. They're on Thorosol, Doc. One body to a bag. They uh, live here and they're gonna die here. You can't do that. You can't keep a person permanently locked up like that. They need exercise. Electricity, Doc. Miracles of modern science. We give them two minutes on these babies. Better than four hours of jogging. Yeah, it keeps them sharp. And best of all, there's no bed sores. Let me buy. Come on, Doc. Don't be hostile. How would you like another disciplinary report on file? You cannot come in here and... I can do exactly what I want. Now let me buy. We shouldn't be enemies, Doc. Come on. Let's have a cup of coffee. Get to know one another. You'll address me as doctor. And there's nothing we need to know about one another except that I'm staff and you're an attendant. that's one thing i really struggled with in this movie is the constant threat of sexual assault was a little it's kind of a cheap way to raise the stakes well i i i uh i I mean i don't i mean they are terrible people and it's obviously to like really illustrate that they're terrible people and it was 84 it it sucks that that was like well, she's the, not. She's not even like, "How dare you threaten me with that?" Or I know what you're implying. No, because she's, she's just like, to it, I'm, "I'm the doctor." Which is you, terrible. You're just orderlies, not like you know what I mean. There's yeah. a clear power differential. Don't talk to me like this. Exactly. Like <laughs> I you. am your superior, basically. And like, even I mean, I don't. I I never like taking that tact, but it's like when people are just 
uh, threatening to rape you to your face. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I hated it. She goes to confront Kruger mm-hmm. about how Howard Johns has been released, yes. but he's more concerned that she went into the ward without yeah. his permission. How did you get in there? But he's got cover up on his mind, mm-hmm. and uh, he tells her not to tell anyone else. And speaking of cover up, mm-hmm. can I tell you that Belinda Montgomery, actress playing, mm-hmm. she is a year and a half older than us in this movie. And then <laughs> I know we both are told quite often that we look younger than we are, but I feel like they made her look older. <laughs> they dyed her hair gray. Yeah. Did they not? She is, I think 30, She's wearing 33 these, or 34. These, like, when long this was made, skirts so. and stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I would not have guessed that in a million years. Yeah. Exa- um, I don't know. I don't know. I, nothing against her she's amazing <laughs> so yeah. at the sorority mm-hmm. which is quite a striking green color on the inside oh didn't he's like kruger's like don't worry a pretty little head over yes. it. yes <laughs> and don't yeah. tell anybody else yeah i don't tell the boss like hey why would you say that to her like she knows what you're doing and she's not your fucking, fucking number matter he because the boss so is stupid. in on it too he thinks she's so stupid so this really, the whole like situation mm-hmm. with Anderson, the boss, is literally just for us. I kind of liked it because it was like, uh, Gilmore sort of thinks like, we're in this together. Yeah. You're also like, care, actually a care, a male dominated you care about the people yeah, who are in exactly. this building. You're not just like. But the, the message is not, and it, this is through mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. The message is not, oh, like, uh your co-workers and your equals it's Mm -hmm. people in authority positions are going to abuse those positions and not do dick yes every single person in an authority position in this movie is useless you are right i hadn't even thought except for gilmore the cop is the worst yeah i mean at least these people are like cartoonishly evil but he, he the cop starts off like a caricature and then he when he when she comes a second time yeah anyways jumping ahead of ourselves here (laughs) so the sorority Mm -hmm. bright vibrant uh key lime green i loved it with white trim yep chef's kiss we meet uh four Mm -hmm. of our sorority sisters we have pam who is the sporty athletic one cheryl who is uh like the sort of like blonde goofy Mm -hmm. one uh, Jane, who is the the preppy yuppie, mm-hmm. and Lorraine, who is uh, kind of like a funny, like comic reliefy, yeah, 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 kind of vibe. So Lorraine and Cheryl are playing mm-hmm. Monopoly, of course. Uh, Jane comes in with her bags. Wait, Ye- did I miss a whole bunch of stuff? No, I don't think so. Like I must have. They're all getting ready to leave for spring break. What What do you think you're missing? I am missing stuff, right? I have it going straight from don't tell the boss, don't wear your pretty little head to the sorority. They're goofing around. What's her face lifts her shirt up. Ms. Oh, Collins sorry. Jane comes in with her bags. Yeah. I was like, for some reason I thought, because her name's Joan, which is a, uh, a thing in this movie. So I thought I was reading it like, wait, she hasn't even devised this plan that she's going to pretend to be an alumnus yeah, yet. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, so they're playing Monopoly. Yeah. Jane comes mm. in, preppy, preppy, She's yuppie Jane, around. with her bags, and Pam is just like hanging out, listening to music. Mm-hmm. They have some banter with each other mm-hmm. uh, that I actually really liked. 
Me too. And they want to take photos of Lorraine before she leaves. And she does this whole like striptease thing. She lifts her shirt up, showing us her sateen bra. <laughs> and then the house mother, Mrs. Collins, comes down. Why don't you guys come with me to Fort Lauderdale? I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. Who, me with all those guys? <laughs> what makes you think the guys are going to look at this face? <gasps> Pam Dare, it's not my fault your parents didn't give you enough money to get away from this place. Oh, I want some pictures of you before you go. Okay. <laughs> Miss Lorraine, center stage, please. You're not being funny. You should be getting ready. You know, you're supposed to take a play. But then pa- Pam manages to calm yes. her down, and Mrs. Collins apologizes. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I just don't know oh, what's going uh, on." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Moraine has this flight to catch. Mm-hmm. She has not yet packed, so she has to go down into the basement. Moraine. To get her suitcases. Yes. Um, She preps us by telling them, like, not to bother her down there with their stupid jokes. Mm -hmm. And, man, the space underneath the sorority is massive. It's like a huge boiler room. Massive. Yeah. Like, there... I I think only the one the biggest building that we lived in residence building had one that was even remotely that size. I think it is supposed (laughs) to be like sort of similar, right, to the undergrounds of like the university you worked at. I mean, definitely, which were also quite sprawling. And like places like MIT or like more established places have huge underground infrastructure, steam tunnels and stuff. And this didn't necessarily seem like it was a standalone sorority house. It might have been connected to the main. Yeah, which a lot, which. I feel like is true of a lot of places in the United States. Yeah. Uh, so, the, but this huge basement is dark and it's wet and it's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grabs her stuff and mm-hmm. we see a spooky hand. Yes. Before uh, she leaves. Barbara's hand, isn't it? No. No. It's Howard John's hand. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then she hears a noise mm-hmm. and she calls out for Pam and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets grabbed by John's and almost dragged down oh. these like stairs. Yikes. Into the darkness. And then she climbs up a ladder and he's how like somehow already gotten up there. Mm-hmm. And then he kills her via steam yeah. to the face. He turns on his steam pipe and just like in the bone collector, shoves her face into Eek. This motherfucker. No, thanks. This motherfucker. And back in the mm-hmm. city, the doctors have all assembled to discuss this bungled release situation. Mm-hmm. However, Kruger is like lying through his teeth. He yes. says that Howard Johns wasn't discharged. He He's was dead. deceased. Yes. And a cover up is fully afoot. 
Mm-hmm. We get the backstory that he was deemed innocent due to insanity of the murders at the sorority years Massacre before. at the college. Yeah. yeah. Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Sorority slaughter. What happened to the body? Well, it's cremated, obviously. obviously. He had no surviving relatives. <laughs> Joan Art mm-hmm. knows that they're lying sacks of shit, mm-hmm. and she calls them out. Where's the death certificate? Where's the death certificate and the order of cremation? Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like a very short-sighted lie on Kruger's part at yes, the time. At the time. <laughs> because, I mean, it will obviously come to light that he isn't dead one way or the uh-huh. other. Um, so Dr. Anderson tells Joan to, like, you know, what if you had a weekend off? Yeah, you've That's... only been here for four months. And yeah. therefore, I don't care a shit about you. She <laughs> readily agrees. Yes. Kruger creepily follows her and tells oh. her two patients in his ward used to be psychiatrists as a warning slash threat Fuck. to keep her fucking mouth shut. Fuck you, you crazy fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really like the anti- But she doesn't let any of this on. She's just like, oh, yeah, of course, of, of course. course. Yeah. yeah I, but she goes right fucking straight to Barrington to do her own investigation. Yes. So this... Uh, filming location is i guess like 20 minutes from downtown brooklyn whoa yeah uh, so it's like right there and they, they like try and market it for films it's like looks like a small town yeah it does yeah that's crazy um and she is driving this like hot red 1930s car yeah it like a studebaker. white walls i don't know what a studebaker is i tried looking up what kind of car it was but i could not tell is it the same car she drives in psycho no. no that's that's, a, that's like a 60s yeah kind of yeah, yeah or 40s i have no 50s, idea i think but, probably um her first stop is mm-hmm. the police which yes. makes sense and we meet the sheriff mm-hmm. who is sound asleep cluttered office yeah papers everywhere guns she has unlocked. to see their records about yeah. howard johns to learn more about him but the sheriff mm-hmm. has this like big neck scar from johns you himself, see what he did which we never get backstory on no or is never elaborated on or given how it ends doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and and the sheriff's like, all you need to know is that he's nuts. And she's like, dude, I fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells him that she thinks Howard Johns is there. Mm-hmm. And she, like, recounts the clerical error stuff mm-hmm. that they repeat several times. Um, and he wants to check her credentials, but she tells him the hospital will say he's dead. Mm-hmm. And so he writes her off and tells her to go to the newspaper instead. Which is thankfully just next door, like yeah. across the way. And so she, he, she does. She pops on over, mm-hmm. but the sheriff has already called ahead and warned newspaper guy, mm-hmm. Mark, to give a heads up. Yeah. Uh, Gilmore's she, like, I'm I'm here writing an article for the uh, National Report, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but he knows for sure yeah. she's a psychiatrist, which he's... Which he says. They just laugh it off. And it's a delight being mm-hmm. so forthcoming. Yes. Although I didn't really, I didn't vibe with them together. What, their mutual instantaneous attraction yeah, was, I didn't, wasn't there? I didn't buy their <laughs> chemistry. No, I think it would have been better if he was just like a, hey, you know, like, because he keeps being like, well, if you find something out, tell me and then I'll write about it. We can help each other. Like, I yeah. would have preferred it to just be a strictly working relationship. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I sort of got, he's like a boyish Haha, he's got all these energy and yeah. she's like serious. Well, I don't know. To me, Gilmore was I don't see her with him. You know no, what I mean? she's they they are terrible for each other. She's she's well, yes. maybe after all of this, but maybe, like who but knows? I don't know. She's more like she seems more mature. Yeah. She's still like lighthearted and stuff, but she's like not all the time i don't know whereas he just was constantly being a goof yeah i feel like we do get to see like definitely 
the other side of her personality mm-hmm. when she's by herself, especially oh, yeah. like with the girls, mm-hmm. where she seems younger. When and they've like put her in clothing yes. that is not. Yeah. She doesn't, Joan she's not dressing like a mom. Mad, yeah. not even Joan yeah. from Mad Men. Yeah. One of the. Peggy from yeah. Mad Men. <laughs> in, in the first couple seasons. Um, so, so Mark organizes mm-hmm. it so that Joan will pretend to be an alumnus at the sorority yeah. and go stay there. And she can borrow his secretary's ring and everything. Because she was all of this herself. Yeah, it all comes together very quickly for everybody, mm-hmm. which is great. Don't just fucking get it over yeah. with. So she rolls up to the sorority, heads mm-hmm. inside. She says she was a sister in Boston. They and they immediately, immediately are, are like, like, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, of course you can sleep here. Yeah, you can stay in Lorraine's room. Yeah. And they welcome mm-hmm. her with open arms. We get that Pam just loves working out, mm-hmm. which is important to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan wastes... I, Mrs. Collins too is like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, of course. Anything for a sister. Yep. And uh, so Joan asked them about the murders mm-hmm. after <laughs> right Mrs. Collins is gone. Yeah. Cheryl is very jazzed mm-hmm. uh, about telling like, to tell yeah. her in general, but Jane, who yes. has a clipboard, doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. It's too scary for her. I think. Hey, is it true what I heard in town about the sorority? Oh, what were they telling you? <laughs> oh, that someone was murdered here a long time ago. Oh, yeah, you mean the sorority slaughter. Please, Cheryl, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> it's true, then. Yeah, blood and guts and everything. Oh, Cheryl, you are really disgusting. <laughs> well, what happened? It was eons ago. We don't really know the whole story. Would Mrs. Collins know anything about it? Probably. She's been around forever. She's a nosy old bag. She's always spying on us. If anyone would know all the gory details, it would be her, but she won't talk about it. Could we please just change the subject? Jane, an Omega sister can't be bothered with a little blood. Uh, and then uh, Gilmore goes to Collins' house. Yep, she hops across mm-hmm. the yard to Collins' house where there's a bunch of old photos, Sherry, mm-hmm. and lots of spooky dolls. And she's like, uh, Collins is like, oh, the girls, you know, you get fond of them and then they leave. Yep, she talks mm-hmm. about her loneliness mm-hmm. and how she misses her dead son, Francis. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gilmore asks about the massacre and she's like, you have no right to ask me about this. <laughs> how dare you? Because she was house mother at mm-hmm. the time. And then we go to black and white yeah she starts telling john about it i love this uh howard johns was the custodian Mm -hmm. who always went away traditionally during Mm -hmm. pledge week but that night he came back so we get a flashback Mm -hmm. of john spying on the pledges while they're hazing them by paddle lightly paddling them in the boiler room and they knew johns was watching so they try and get him drunk Mm -hmm. and then sexually assault him yeah which made him shoot them all with a nail gun to death and none survived it looks like a sawed off shotgun almost it's crazy and like they're like being mean to him yeah, I but, mean, obviously, he's, I mean, spoiler alert. No. It's important to remember that she's lying. Of course, this is her perspective of, of female sexuality. And the other thing that I immediately negates everything that I just said. He's spying on them. He's being a creep, but he's also wasn't like what she's saying is yes. not how it actually happened. That's true. It's her, as we know, she has like some pretty mm-hmm. skewed uh, yes. views yeah. on sexuality mm-hmm. and. So this is obviously very much from her perspective mm-hmm. of like these women are like sluts who seduced him They're and took advantage him. of yeah. him and corrupted him. What else was he going to do? 
What was he going to do? They were teasing him. Yes. And then later, over dinner, Mm -hmm. Joan recounts what happened to Mark. Yep. She's a real bleeding heart. She's worried about John's and the other patients. Mm -hmm. So then Mark teases her about how the other doctors are spying on her. Oh, are they here waiting to pounce? Are the other doctors in the room with you right now? And she's like, maybe I'm being a little bit melodramatic. Uh, And he's a a real goofy guy. And the flirting is going off the charts. Yeah, I'll protect you. Day or night, or whatever. I guess maybe they do have a little bit of chemistry. I mean, maybe. It's kind of unusual for these movies. I don't know. So the next morning, the girls are all having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Cheryl pours Coca-Cola into a bowl of Fruit Loops. <laughs> well, while, while Pam just shovels a bunch of supplements and pills into her mouth. Oh, I didn't catch that. I yeah. must have been it. That's funny. <laughs> well, not funny. Disturbing, but... <laughs> And uh, they start talking about the murders mm-hmm. again. Jane excuses herself because she doesn't upstairs. want to talk about this shit. Yeah. And Cheryl wants to take Joan down to see the murder yeah. scene. And so they head down to the boiler room. Mm-hmm. I like Cheryl. I like, actually liked all of those, like the sorority girls as characters. Yeah. Um, so Cheryl shows her that you can still find blood stains all over the walls. <laughs> Look at it. And then they we get intercepted by the, a security guard who warns them about Big rats. Yeah, who we have not met with before. No. <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. And they go into the luggage room, mm-hmm. which used to be John's room. Yeah. Um, Ugh, but that sucks. Something I always appreciate in these movies. Mm-hmm. Cheryl says it stinks, and it doesn't normally smell this bad because yeah. there's a dead body in of there. Of course. And it, yeah, sure, it's only been a day. Mm-hmm. Shit would still smell bad. Mm-hmm. So she invites Joan to go into town with them. I loved how nice they were being. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, right? <laughs> It was like, wow, maybe sororities are about sisterhood. <laughs> and it's, well, it's a fresh take, right? That they're not being like catty yeah, they're bitches all to friends. each other. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. Joan decides to stay there and look around. Mm-hmm. And that's when she finds the hospital bracelet. <gasps> and Howard Johns himself. He's right there. Doesn't he like grab her, but she gets away? Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she tries to get him to, like, go outside with her. She's like, hey, let's go outside. Let's and talk. And she freaks out and she runs for the security yeah. guard. But then he, like, seemingly vanishes. And it's dark all of a sudden. And they hear a noise, but there's nothing there. And it's because he's hiding up in the rafters. Ugh. And the security guard goes in with just his mag light. Yeah. Very scary. <laughs> and he's like, you girls are always fooling around. Fuck you. Joan calls uh, yeah. Cresthaven, yeah. the psychiatric Anderson. hospital. To talk to Anderson and tell her that she found Howard Johns. We get this sweeping shot where it's moving towards Anderson. Yeah. As she's at the front desk. She's like strangling herself her with pearls. her pearls. Yeah. And uh, Anderson tells her that they'll have an ambulance sent there. But mm-hmm. it's more than three hours away. So Joan is going to have to go to the sheriff first. Yeah. Because she doesn't trust yeah, the people. Anderson the isn't thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Despite Joan saying she doesn't trust her people yeah uh, uh, uh. so joan goes to see mark mm-hmm. instead and give him the lowdown on what happens yes and then they go to the sheriff together mm-hmm. but he still doesn't believe joan oh my god he's such an ass lost his id bracelet fell out of her pocket total fucking asshole this sheriff and in a case of perfect timing mm-hmm. this is when kruger calls mm-hmm. and there we learn that all of these doctors in the city are all together perpetuating this cover-up. Because they don't want it to blow back on them. And they're going to fax over the death certificate. Yeah. With the I mean, whole... this still pre-full DNA testing, so like, oh, yeah. they could never. I fucking loved this fax machine. It was one of those fax machines. Both of them were fax machines where you had to put the phone 
physically onto a second cradle so that it, the fax machine would hear the beeps nice. and boops. Yeah. It's <laughs> and great. They get the fax. Mm-hmm. Mark gives it like a once over. And, yep, and so they don't believe her. Mm-hmm. The sheriff is like a huge asshole. Yeah, get the fuck out. Just because a broad is good looking doesn't mean we all have to think with our dicks. Fuck you. Fuck. How could it be a mistake? It can't be John's. You're wrong. He's at the school and dangerous. I'm going back. Wait a minute. Let, let's talk first. Forget it. Yeah, forget it. Why don't you just get the fuck out of here and let me eat in peace, huh? Just because the goddamn broad is so good looking don't mean we all have to think with our dicks, huh? Right? And back at the hospital, mm-hmm. this bitch, Dr. Anderson. Oh my God. Wants them to send uh, Virgil and Jesse up there mm-hmm. to uh, kill Johns. Yes. And uh, we learn that Dr. Anderson is also the brains behind this. Yep. And get Gilmore too while you're at it. And so our gross orderlies head off with a medical bag and instructions to get Johns and Joan. Mm-hmm. And back at Barrington, mm-hmm. Mark and Joan get back to the sorority and find that uh, the tires have been slashed on Pam's car. Ha ha ha, so funny. But Mark doesn't think it really proves anything. No. And wants to keep it to themselves until they know more and not to frighten the girls. Okay. So they go inside mm-hmm. where all the girls are hanging out and they think that the tire slashing is all just a fraternity prank. Those boys are so mean. They cut our they tires. They also cut the phone line. They cut the phone line. What the H? So Jane asks... Oh, sorry, it's Jane's car, not Pam's car. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jane asked Joan to drop her off down at the lake yes. where our first victims are camping because that's Jane's sister, sister and then yeah. they can just give her a ride from there. Um, but Joan doesn't want to leave Pam and Cheryl alone. Yes. So Mark decides he's going to give Jane a ride to the lake and Joan will stay with Pam and Cheryl and help mm-hmm. them walk up the, the house and, after she gets changed. And Mark takes of course. Uh, Dr. Gilmore's car. Yes. Um... The orderlies mm-hmm. on their way, they have some real Rob Zombie esque dialogue. Oh boy, did I hate this shit about how he's going to sexually assault Joan with mm-hmm. a syringe by twisting it in her ass. Yep, and then when she goes under, I mean, they've got her pants down anyway. Cool stuff, real cool stuff. Yep, and then uh, Virgil's like, Why did you let uh john's out anyways and he's like i was just following following orders that's what the computer told me to do i'm a fucking idiot who does whatever nazis baby so mark and jane get to the scene of the van yep and we see all of the destruction it's all fucked up mark opens the van and he finds the first body i like that he was trying to keep her from seeing yeah because she fucking freaks out well as you would yeah and then she finds her sister susan's body very understandably loses her shit yeah and they drive off uh good on mark for checking to see if she's actually dead yeah yeah and mark brings jane to his place she's like inconsolable yes um but he needs her to call the sheriff because the the phone line is busy he's gonna go back to the sorority so he pulls out Mm -hmm. right and right as mark does uh the ambulance is there and they recognize oh it's her car car. Uh they decide to have some fun. Run run the car off the road. Yeah, closely. These guys are, like, repugnant. And they're so villainous. How are you going to get away with crashing her car? Well, 
like they'll probably just blame her they'll be like oh she's so nuts that's why we're bringing her back yes she's lost it so meanwhile our remaining uh sorority uh members are in the rec room yeah cheryl's playing an arcade machine which is somehow playing a full cartoon and not a video game at all it's a real arcade really yeah it's like uh, one of it's one of those ones that has like rotoscoped or like animation like. Um, oh, interesting! Uh, uh, I thought they were just using some sort of like fucking cartoon. No, I know, on right? I did yeah. too, but I like waited till the credits to double check. Nice, but yeah, it's okay, a real cool. game. Well, I think it just had that. animated like transitional scenes. And oh, stuff. sweet! Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, and then uh, what's her face? The other the. Pam, Pam yeah. yeah, is uh she's wearing exercising inversion cuffs on her on her ankles so that she can hang yeah. upside down. And Joan mm-hmm. is now fully casual clothes, yep. which is a nice touch. She's been slowly losing the like suited facade mm-hmm. as the movies progressed, mm-hmm. becoming more and more herself and less and less the city doctor. Yes. And Joan realizes that they didn't lock the cellar. Because doors. why would they? The frat boys don't know anything about the cellar. Yeah. Uh <laughs> They they wouldn't know how to get in that way anyway, yeah. so they're totally not worried mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah, there's a like a pretty good shot. So like Joan goes downstairs. Yes, and then there's like a pretty good shot where Joan has these inver- or Pam has these inversion boots on yep. while she's exercising, and then it's a very like rust thorny where John's yep. reflection appears in the arcade machine behind Cheryl. <sighs> And, like, he grabs her and stabs her in the back, and he, like, drags it. And there's this, like, gnarly gore oh, stuck to the knife. Oh, God, yeah, yep. And then he goes after Pam. Uh, he knocks her out. Mm-hmm. And then he wraps a weight tied to a rope around mm-hmm. her neck. Yep. Which wakes her up, and she screams for Joan. I, this part oh, is so frustrating. Because Joan is booking it up the stairs yeah, the Pam second does such she a good job. It. She's like, oh, God, Joan, no. And then when she realizes, like, what he's going to do, she's like, no, 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 yeah. But I, Joan is too late, and Pam is toast. I would say uh, John just moves too fast. Yeah. Uh, so Joan runs up. She sees the dead body. We don't see the body. Uh, the car yep. and the ambulance roll mm-hmm. up to the sorority. The orderlies knock Mark out yep. and throw him into the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And then they just like come in. Which Hello, Doc. I was unsure how because they the would have for sure locked, locked the front door. Hmm. But that's okay. And then they they call her dumb meat, our meat. Yeah. She realizes they're like after her <sighs> and she runs away to uh, one of the girls' rooms. I mean, they really, Virgil and Jesse are not in this movie a whole lot. They, yeah, they're gonna... doing a very efficient job at making these people the worst, the most disgusting people. Oh, they say, so well bud, done. that they're going to turn her into a dumb piece of meat. Oh, yeah. They're me. They're me. They, these guys are so cool. Um, anyway, she opens the closet, mm-hmm. and John's is in there. And it's ah! funny because you can very clearly see that they have shaved his head so he looks bald. When he's oh, not, catch yeah, that. they've That's like funny. shaved a male pattern baldness, hmm. like a horseshoe sort of thing. That must have been fun for the actor. <laughs> uh, and then John starts attacking her, so she's like, "Oh, I'll just let these <laughs> these assholes in." <laughs> well, they break in, don't they? She takes the chair away from oh. the door, and they had already picked the lock, so it's like 
she's like, hey, look, let's introduce all everyone to everyone. That's and then right. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, now it's it's John two starts, versus one versus one. Yeah, basically. John starts beating them up. Yep. Uh, Joan, like, sprays the one orderly with, in the like, eyes hairspray? with hairspray. Fuck yeah, Joan. <laughs> and then she makes a break for it, but she falls yep. down some stairs. Oh, God, wooden stairs. So... Oh. John's knocks mm-hmm. her out and he drags her off while the attendants recover and wake back up. Yep. He brings Joan down to like an old drill press. Yes. And he ties her up with her head underneath the drill. But he seems to be plotting something else. He's getting all of his, his, his ducks in a row for our two uh, discussing things. The drill press is like the diameter of a toonie. Yeah. It is huge. Mm-hmm. Like even scarier than they usually are. Like I would say maybe just as thick as like the driller killer drill yeah if not thicker thicker for sure yeah yeah. very gross and they come in they find joan Mm -hmm. quote all wrapped up like a christmas present you motherfuckers Uh, hate them hate them so much one guy jesse starts uh playing with her hair oh yeah fondling her hair and like talking to her like gets on top of her Mm -hmm. and then johns reaches down and grabs him yep uh, they bring out the Thorosol. Oh, he grabs he grabs Virgil. Yeah, and so he, the Thorosol, uh, Virgil tries to inject him. And he bites it. And it breaks it, which yeah. I was like, ooh, never seen that before. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And like, that's a great technique. He falls down and Jesse yep. starts molesting Joan yep. while Virgil ties John's up. Uh-huh. And then uh, this is, yeah, sorry. Yes. This is when Jesse gets on top of Joan. And, yes, uh, you're right. Yep. He's like, it's too dark in here. Yeah, turn on some lights so I can watch myself. Which Johns has somehow anticipated. And the drill press gets Jesse right yeah. through the stupid head. Because Virgil's right. like just flipping random Fuck this switches. Guy. I love it. And then Joan and gets the, free. The punch was so fast. It just like neatly like whoop i've drilled a, a little hole in the back of your head and i don't even think that would kill you trepanation right baby i don't think that would kill you right away you'd be blind oh no uh which would be so awesome for this sick little fuck yeah uh and uh yeah not then a the, good time the other guy gets impaled with a crowbar yes against like a big uh like a water tank yes it's like right through his lung under his heart oh, could not have happened to a worse person exactly fantastic uh, oh yeah, there was a, uh, this whole time. Also, Jesse had like a cattle prod. Yes, yeah, yeah he so, did that. He's threatening her. Yeah, with. so Joan grabs a hold of this cattle mm-hmm. prod when she's running away. Yep, and uh, John's grabs the crowbar. He just uh, kills the yeah, guy he, with. He wrenches it out of him. Like makes a oh. big leak. Yeah, and Joan climbs up onto some pipes, and she like she's she's she does a pretty good job hiding. of like dodging. Especially John's. because this is his domain. He knows every inch of this basement. Yeah. as we've learned. She makes a run for mm-hmm. it, hides in this electrical room. Yes, but in then the dark. She turns on the light and she finds Lorraine's body. Right beside her. And then this was a weird part. She finds another body who well, I do not know, I believe. Me neither. He was not in the film at all. I'm assuming he's supposed to be a frat guy. Yeah. Perhaps just, from a scene that was cut. Just a guy with like a mustache. Yeah. Uh, I really loved, she uses Lorraine's body to knock him into the electrical system and like electrocute him a little yeah. bit. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to do that in the moment. Yeah. The chase <laughs> continues through this like red and green. Oh, sorry. Dog's barking in the hallway. It's 
So it continues through this like red and green yeah, very hellscape. Giallo almost. Yeah, well, for the 3D, I assume. She hides in like a duct like in Die Hard. Yeah. And John starts punching it with the crowbar. Lots of ducking behind corners and what mm-hmm, have you. Mm-hmm. And then she game. finds a chute and she's able to climb up. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like Halloween 5 vibes. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, she's he traps her in there with by turning on the exhaust fan. Yeah, it spins too fast. And then he's got some sort of like long drain cleaner. Or yeah, something. like a big claw a blender. Claw. It's like a, from a claw machine almost. It's very silly, more than anything. I thought. You know what I bet it was? I bet it was one of those snakes that they put down pipes to break up like roots and stuff. Yeah, that makes with sense. with a knife on the end. Very, and she's freaking out, obviously kicks her way out and outside yeah and he's hot on her tail mm-hmm. she finds the security guard dead yes uh turns on the siren to distract john's which yep. is nice and then he hits him in the head with, with the, the night the cudgel yeah <laughs> fuck yeah she hears mark banging on the ambulance mm-hmm. and he gives her his gun yes but she can't fire because of the safety yeah and john's gets it away from her like very well easily. like he he moves it out of his face and she fires it i feel wouldn't the barrel be super hot? This yes. guy is like an inhuman monster, though. Like mm-hmm. bullet sponge. as Well, blow sponge, anyways. <laughs> so she goes back inside, mm-hmm. and she starts, like, throwing shit at him. I which love is that, a pretty too. good strat. Any glass that she has, and it was the 80s, so there was... Uh, a lot of it. There was um, uh, ashtrays and stuff, which, I mean, it sucks not to have an ashtray that you can bludgeon someone to death with just to ask yeah. <laughs> if you need it nowadays, right? Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, she smashes a mirror and wraps oh, some cloth around genius. it. Ties it. Ties it to, like, get him with. Yeah. And she... And it's a one-on-one. They are fighting. They're doing hand-to-hand fighting, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but then Mark tries to... Breaks in and he tries to do a cool behind-the-back shot thing yeah. that doesn't work. And, and the gun that they are shooting with is, like, a long gun. It's a long shotgun with two barrels. So he's he's shooting with his hands tied behind his back and trying to <laughs> aim a, like around his own body. Naturally, just explodes a vase. But then mm-hmm. Mrs. Collins comes out mm-hmm. and she starts calling Howard Johns Francis what? because his name is Francis Howard Johns. Oh my God! And then Joan comes up behind mm-hmm. him while he's distracted by his hearing mother. his own name and yeah. stabs him while Mrs. Collins cries and calls her a slut yes. boy. And then we see... Points the gun at her, and then we go back to the flashback, and we see that it was her that killed the girls. With the with the nail gun. Yeah. Ah, and obviously, the gun she's currently holding has no bullets. Cut to a news reporter outside yes. saying how... History has repeated itself, and 11 bodies were found. Mm-hmm. So I tried to figure out how we got to 11, and I have no idea. Susan, Paul, mm-hmm. Lorraine, Cheryl, Pam, Jesse, Virgil, security guard, random basement guy, and I guess Johns? That's 10. I guess Mrs. Collins could be 11, but how did she die? I guess. Like, there's Jane, but Jane 100% lived. Eh. Eh. Anyway, I, I, I didn't even pick, catch up on that. I was just like, yeah, sure, he killed 11 people. Of course, yeah, totally. <laughs> the the sheriff comes along, mm-hmm. and he apologizes, and Joan explains everything he, to us. He doesn't apologize, does he? I think he does. He's like, I guess I got the wrong guy. Like, f- <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're incompetent. <laughs> so Jane, uh, Joan tells us the whole backstory that mm-hmm. I guess Mrs. Collins told her yeah. off screen. That she had had the baby illegitimately and had him in secret and got him a job on mm-hmm. campus. He was mute. Um, 
So he couldn't defend so he couldn't himself. Defend himself. Yeah. We learned that all of the staff at Cresthaven has been suspended. <laughs> oh, good. That's a real slap on the uh, wrist. Yeah, pending investigation. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, while there's corpses just in the middle of the quad on campus, people are just walking up to these <gasps> bodies and being like, oh no, I'm so sad. And then walking away. <laughs> and Total Joan, free-for-all. She gets into her car to yeah. leave, and she does a bit where she can't get the ring off, oh, no. so Mark will have to come with her. Yeah, and he's like, no, I gotta stay here to write uh, my newspaper article. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. And she gets it off immediately. Yeah, because she's like, I actually, I could get it off this whole time. I was lying to you. Lols. We're in love, I guess. I mean, okay. Not not great to me. I don't know. But fun and different. That ending? Just the the movie in general. I liked it a lot. Numerically, what would you give it? I mean, it's not a great movie. Uh, out of 13 stars probably like seven or yeah seven if anything it's like nine it's just sort of criminally middling yeah like it's extremely like nothing that was exceptionally good like the plot wasn't super original there were just kicked it up to 11 in certain places there weren't effects that really stood out the killer was largely forgettable um, I would have liked to have spent more time with the girls, but I get that they were probably trying to like subvert that by yeah. having it be told like, oh, they're going downtown instead of like following them as they yeah. leave the we're security house or whatever, Dr. which is uh, interesting. Uh, uh, they were all good actors and yeah. the characters actually had discernible personalities. Yeah. So th- I guess that's why I would wanted more of like the, the girls. I was fucking rooting for Gilmore the whole time. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was a fine character I, other than headstrong. I thought maybe she was like a little one note. Yeah, that's true. And they, again, they made her look like 15 years older than she actually was. So bizarre. Mark was fine. I guess, uh, I kind of thought he was largely pointless, who didn't yes. really need to be there. I yeah, think it would, totally. would have been more interesting if it would have been his secretary, Anne. Oh, yeah. The actual alumni two, from the two sorority as, like, the up, contact. And she was like, those are my sorority sisters well, or something. Yeah, you yeah, know. That would have been so good. she was probably there at the time of the original that murders. That would have been so good. Um, yeah. I don't know. There was interesting commentary on women policing other women's sexuality and bodies. Yeah. Um, but that sort of gets diluted with like the maternal castration of sons. Yeah. I I, I would also I, I also enjoyed the well, like you discussed when we started, the the commentary on power dynamics. Yeah. Uh, and the I I always have a hard time when because I know psychiatric facilities are not fun places to be, and I am sure that the staff who work there often get frustrated and are short with their patients. But it always sucks to see like it's a hell. Yeah. You're going to go into it. I mean, I'm sure that it is not fun to be there. Um, I do the think that the new but... slumber party pretty much just lifted its entirety from this. Um, and also hell house on sorority row had a similar plot, mm-hmm. but that came out like before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would have filmed this after that was already out, I think. Um, and I mean, house on sorority row is better in pretty much every way. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that they tried to obviously bite Slumber Party Massacre pretty hard, which also came out the year before they filmed this. Um, like I said, I wish there was less of a threat of rape vibe. Yeah. But I guess it's really to drive home that the real villain here is the American mental health and justice systems that allowed yeah. for this innocent guy um, to be confined for so long and tortured. And um, literally just because he was mute. Yeah, and for... Uh for the people who are responsible to just get off as seemingly just being suspended 
yeah like not arrested immediately for crimes against these patients it's very much what people think all slasher movies are yeah you know that's a good point it is so yeah i I enjoyed watching it though i I still enjoy it and visually watch it again visually i very nice it was very pretty look at as well so um six degrees of jamie lee yes please We've got Vivica Linfors, who is in Natural Enemies, mm-hmm. with Hal Holbrook, who is in The Fog, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Bum, bum, bum. Or Sydney Lassick was in Skate Town USA with Patrick Swayze, who is also in Grandview USA with Jamie Lee Curtis. Nice. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got about Silent Madness. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening yeah, to this podcast. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us over our little... Extended absence. Extended absence. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to check us out on social media, you can check us out definitelyfirstblood at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Definitely First Blood on Instagram or Def First Blood on Twitter. But as I've said, I will be obviously posting this um, probably, I imagine, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I, I duck out. I'm not actually going to look at anything or yeah. have any notifications turned on. Sorry. So, um, bye. Goodbye. Thanks for saying. Goodbye. Okay, dogs. A reaper dark.